Caleb has a special this morning.
Thank you, Caleb. And those words, do they say soften up this heart of clay? Okay. It's, and uh, certainly we do need to surrender to His will. And uh, I don't know where He gets His good looks from, but uh, and uh, he's, uh, I'm glad He's using His talents for the Lord. And uh, I don't know why that was so funny, but... Uh, we've been looking and praying about faith promise, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second. And uh, I've asked a couple of different people to share about faith promise, and and as you say, well, what is faith promise? And we'll get it. We will. We'll cover it. And our church has been blessed by this principle. It's not a program. There's no copyright on this. Many churches all over the U.S. both. American Baptist and Southern Baptist and Independent Baptist and even other denominations use this biblical principle by which to carry out the Great Commission or provide the means to carry out the Great Commission. That would be a better way to state it. And so I've asked uh, Brother Rodney Chapman if he would come and just share a testimony uh, concerning Faith promise to him and what uh, he thinks it may have may mean to promised land. So, Brother Rodney, if you'd come and uh, share what's on your heart. I can keep from coughing. I will do that. Uh, in a minute, I'm going to read from Hebrews 11:6 and Luke 6:38, And we've been discussing this uh, renewal uh, service, or uh, Brother Mike's going to make it, a, I guess, a month. Uh, of, of renewal for this uh, uh, principle, we want to we do want to say program kind of how a habit, I guess. But, uh, but uh, we we'd like to brag on faith promise. I don't know how many years have we been doing it. Do you know? Five, Five years seems seems to me like longer than that, but. Uh, but we've been doing it for five years. We've sent a lot of funds, a lot of different directions. Uh, and uh, we want to. We got a lot of people in the church that are new and don't know even what it is or how it works or why we're doing it, and or how to give. And I'm going to leave that up to Brother Mike. Uh, Hebrews 11:6 it says, "Without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him." And this is something we've been talking about in Sunday school quite a bit lately. Is when there's faith involved, there's going to be some evidence. There's, you're going to be able to see true faith. You know, with, with, if there's faith is not genuine or real, there's, you know, you'll also probably be able to tell that also. But true faith will have some proof standing behind it. <clears throat> Luke six thirty eight says, Give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. Uh, so true true faith, you will see evidence, and that's what we're trying. One thing we're trying to do with the faith promise ministry is it's a tool that... Uh, we can uh, use to try to show the Lord that we have faith. Uh, so, uh, 
a church that doesn't have faith, you know, it's going to falter, uh, die out, or cease to grow. We don't know exactly what's going to happen there, but we do uh, we do kind of have an idea if a if a church isn't growing. Uh, what is faith promise? I'm going to touch on that a little bit. Uh, when we give by faith, we're trusting and believing God to supply that amount. Brother Mike's going to go over the principle of, uh, you know, if you're not tithing, we, we don't really ask you to participate in faith promise. <clears throat> but uh, we're going to try to get you to impress on God to an amount and uh, that He will supply you and that you can... Uh, Promise to give above your your tithe. Uh, it's an offering that you aren't mandated to give. You're you're not uh, by the principle of the Bible. You're not uh, forced to give it. You're you're doing it willingly and above your tithe. Uh, far as monthly amounts that we've getting, I don't know about eighteen hundred to maybe on up to twenty five hundred dollars. A month, which to me is that's pretty amazing uh, that we could give that much, and it's held in a in a fund by itself, and we we kind of get uh, different uh, requests, and we'll you know we probably some months we can give to all of them, some months there's just not enough money there, <clears throat> and we do have a monthly uh, donation going out to Brother Glenn Knight. Uh, but uh, the last thing I want to say is, you know, we would rather be on the giving end than the receiving end, and that's that's where we're trying to be through faith promise is, yeah. uh, uh, is that principle. And, uh, you know, if nobody obeys the call to go and nobody obeys the call to sin, nobody's going to receive the gospel. And... It does take money uh, to uh, to do this, and that's what faith promise is all about. Wait, before you go, Brother Rodney, got to, yeah, I've got my deal on. I'm going to conduct a 2020 interview, <coughs> and uh, brother, I appreciate Brother Rodney. He's he's got a little trouble with his voice, like a lot of us, and congestion and drainage. Number, couple of questions I want to ask you, real quick. Number one, and that is. Uh, your participation or given to Faith Promise, do you think it has blessed you and Miss Linda Kay and, uh, as individuals or as a family? There's no doubt. Uh, and that, that's one thing that uh, hopefully people realize is you can't give to God without receiving. It's, it's basically impossible to, to give. Uh, it's just a reciprocal relationship given to the Lord you're going to receive. And that it, we all often think of monetary uh, ways, but it, it, you know, it doesn't have to be financially. That's another thing we have to understand. But. Right. I'll, and w- one other question. You hit on this in what you shared already. And that is, and we started in February 2005. And, uh, or 2007, excuse me, as new as five years, and Brother Lynn Rayburn kind of shared with us about this. And just off the top of your head, what do you think, how do you think, since we've been doing this five years, how, how does, how's it 
I mean, we were already giving a good amount to missions, but how did how did doing this change anything for our church? I mean, just off the top of your head. <clears throat> well, there's a lot of ways, but uh, I don't think anybody wants to, to join a church that's not doing anything. And that, that's one thing is, is just just basic growth of, of more people. Uh, and there, but there's many ways. There's some ways that we... We probably don't have the uh, insight to recognize uh, that we're being blessed in that way because of our uh, limited minds. But uh, right. I think it's you know, a lot of ways. But basically, that that's, that would be the key to me is I don't think anybody wants to come out and join a church that's not doing anything. Right. That is awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that with us. <clears throat> Yes, on the bulletin it says Faith Promise, uh, series number one in very small print. I have it up there, and thank you, Brother Rodney. I've got uh, some other volunteers that will be sharing their testimony uh, as part of the message. And basically this is the last Sunday of uh, this month. We're going to have a commitment service on a Sunday morning. We're going to pass out some commitment cards or promise cards, not not a pledge. We don't look at it as a pledge like, well, I pledged it, so, but just it's a promise between you and God because you're not pledging it to promised land. You're, you're promising it to God. And basically this is it in less than 60 seconds is that a church wants to do more just for missions and it's either given directly to missions or to help missions help promote them 100 percent okay and we ask that in the way you do it is uh, a lot of people in our church you say well I, I don't really know about this so i've not participated in it we first of all ask only uh, our church members that are tithing to participate now some people give to our church that aren't members and that's that's awesome between them and god and we we obviously thank them but that's who, our, that's who we're looking at, church members that may not, that are tithing to do this. And if you're not tithing, just pray about that between you and the Lord. And, you know, God will lead you in what he wants you to do. It's not about what we want you to do. It's what the Lord wants you to do. And there's two ways to give it, and it goes directly into the Faith Promise Fund. And that is to make a memo on your check or any cash that's put in these envelopes goes into that. And uh, you know what, when we had the cards, when we first turned, had them turned in, and why have cards? That's just for our missionary committee to have a budget to work with. Did you know a lot of the cards were $2 a week, $5 a month, $10 a week, $15, $20 a month? You say, well, that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but did you know when everybody, and it was about 70 cards, somewhere thereabouts, and you add up, you know, say it was 10 times 52, or say it was 20 times 12, put monthly, or whatever, and it all added up to an average around $2,000 a month. And uh, when we kind of lose emphasis on it, it kind of drifts, like a lot of things in life, it drifts down and all. But that's what it is. And uh, we'll have some more to say about that and uh, talk about it later on. Let's head to Luke chapter 7. Beginning with verse 1. 
And uh, and when, while you're praying about it this month, and uh, maybe you've kind of gotten out of the habit of uh, giving an extra $5 to Faith Promise, or maybe you never have participated, and this is this needs to be your prayer. This needs to be your prayer. Uh, God, not what God will give to you, but what, God, what will God give through you. Not what God will give to you, but what will God give through you. And that will amaze you if you'll pray that prayer. Let's all stand for the reading of God's Word, Luke chapter 7. Begin with verse 1. And uh, get that blood to flowing, ready to receive God's Word. Now, when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion's servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loveth our nation and hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee. But say a word, and my servant shall be healed, for I also am a man set under authority." Having under me soldiers, and I say unto one, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh. And to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard these sayings, he marveled at him, and turned him about, and said uh, unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word, dear Lord, more than anything, may your word be lifted up. Bless our church. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The Bible definitely calls this man uh, a man of great faith. And uh, what I say the Bible, Jesus, what a high compliment. You know, think about Jesus giving us a compliment. What would he say about you or about me? What does God think about how you're living right now? I went to uh, uh, Magnolia. It's always great to get to meet people at a church that you've never preached at before and to go there. Uh, some of you, whenever you travel off, you will uh, sometimes go to church, like on your vacation, and you bring back a bulletin. I picked at one individual saying, well, that's just proof that you actually go to church when you're on vacation, and uh, bringing it back to me, which is kind of neat. And that is true. But you go to other places and you see, did you know God right now is doing great things right now? There's a, there are thousands of churches having church right now. And to think that uh, each of us were serving God. Now, what would God say that you're doing? Think about this right here. What would you say right now in your life? Just in your own heart and mind right now, you say, I'm doing good at this. You got it? What do you think you're doing good for the Lord right now? 
have that in your mind. Hard to pick one. I know you are doing so much. All right, now think about this. Uh, if God, you know, progress reports just came out, and uh, my children get all excited about progress reports. And, uh, oh, they just can't wait for us to see them and take a look at those progress reports. You know, and some of them say, you know, teachers have all kinds of symbols and they have different grades. We all know the classics. You have an A. You have a C. Or you have an F. There are sometimes, I remember under conduct, I would get those NIs. You all remember what NI means? <laughs> Needs improvement. What if you were to get a progress report from the Lord? What would he put on there for your NI? What, what would, what would that fall under? Would it be faith? Would it be, what if we're worrying too much? What if, you know, our faith, you know, faith is an everyday thing. Matter of fact, we brought that out in our Sunday school lesson that we had and, uh, Faith is an everyday thing. As you've received, therefore receive the Lord Jesus Christ, therefore you ought to walk in Him. Walk every day by faith. This man was a man that says here of great faith. Now that's a high compliment. A man of great faith. I don't think he got an N.I. I think he got an A in that category. But all of us have areas that we can improve. Now it says a, a person of great faith. It says now he had some qualities here. Let's just look at the qualities of this man. It says in our text that he cared for others. In verse 2 and 3, he says, number one, think about this. Uh, there, I've had bosses before that literally would pull me aside and say, uh, you know, and of course they were my boss, a lot of times they didn't, they lived somewhere else or went to church somewhere else. And they'd, and they'd say, how's, how's the wife? How are the kids? Uh, this and that. They'd ask me questions about wanting to get, you know, and you, that's just kind of strange sometimes to have a boss that really wants to know the deep. Then you have bosses that just don't care. You're just a person and they want you to get the job done. And that's it. Okay. That's a, you know, a boss that just, and basically, he had a servant or somebody that worked for him, and guess what he thought about this servant? He thought a lot about this servant. Matter of fact, his servant was so, he said, well, if you're sick, did you know you suck it up, man? Just go to work sick. Just come to, you know, many times I've been scaling logs out in the saw, in sawmill in the, saw, uh, the log yard, just, you know, 103 fever, but you know, if you don't go to work, you're not getting paid. And so on and so forth, and you'd had bosses before that say, "Hey, man, you're sick. Just I'll punch your punch your card out. That's you're sick. You just go on home. You know, I'll take care of. You. I'll try to do this for you. Try to do that for you. I got your back. I got you covered." This fellow here, he cared for his his servant, and he said, "Matter of fact, he went out of his way to go see you." And guess what? This fellow here. When it says he cared for others, not only that, but guess what? The whole community, what did they say about whenever he sent the person with the news, can you come heal my servant? Guess what the other people said? The other people said, oh yeah, I know him. You know, he is, he's a Roman centurion, but it doesn't matter. He built us, we're Jews, and he built us a synagogue. 
Man, we think the world of him. He Think about that. A Roman centurion. I mean, this fellow's on up in the army. He's got these people. He's working with these Jews. And he actually cares about these Jews. And guess what? They care about him. Uh, Brother Rodney in his testimony mentioned the word reciprocate. A lot of times when you care for others, they'll care for you back. This fellow cared for the Jewish people. He cared for his servant. And folks, I think that's a quality of faith. Did you know this? A quality of faith. Wouldn't you say that God, God is a caring God? So shouldn't we reciprocate that and care for Him back? And to have faith, God, I want to walk with you every day and I want to reciprocate that. I want to give you back what you've given to me. Faith is caring for others. Did you know And I put there also caring for others is a risk? It is a risk. Brother Rodney has already read Hebrews eleven six, which I'll just sum it up. You don't have to turn over there. What does it say? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. How is caring for others for a risk? Did you know this, that you might care for others, but they might not reciprocate that care back to you? So you, you're taking a risk when you care for others. They may not reciprocate that care. This man being well thought of, according to verse 4 and 5, that I mentioned already, when they came to Jesus and they besought him instantly, hey, he's a good guy. He's a, man, he's a person that I think that we ought to please Jesus, help him. So according to verse 6, this great man of great faith said, you know, you know what, I'm not worthy. And we'll get to that the humility in just a second. He was well thought of. He had great faith. He had great love. And uh, and I think about the qualities of this individual, how that wouldn't it be great if our whole church had, you know what, Promised Land is a loving church. Promised Land is a of, of great faith. And a great faith means this, that, you know, no matter what we do, we are trying our best to trust the Lord. You know, to trust the Lord in your everyday day life is one thing. You know, uh, Brother Bull may be walking with the Lord, and he can trust God to do something in his life, but it doesn't affect me. And uh, Brother Jimmy can be doing something in his life, and he can be walking, and he can make a step of faith, but it doesn't directly affect me. And so on and so forth, Brother Steve, in your life, when you make a, a step of faith. But what about, think about this, when we as a church take a step of faith. It's affecting all of us, isn't it? We're all on the same team, so to speak. We're all saying, how can we as a church take a step? How have we, how have we done that in the last eight years? We've started Faith Promise. We've added staff. We've added a missionary and oh let me ask you this is it always are we promised to know how everything's going to turn out oh no it see that's what faith is faith is when you don't really know how it's going but you feel like god wants you to make this step and you look at everything you look at the scriptures and that's what that's basically what it is he had no clue but i'm going to ask jesus 
Would you come heal my servant? And if you have these qualities, I put on that last point. Does the church I'm a member of have more potential or more problems because of my membership? What that means is, how is your outlook, your faith, how is it helping or hurting in your own life? Did you know this, that a person... Uh, we just, matter of fact, Dad and I, we were talking about Joshua because that's in the quarterly material. There was a fellow by the name of Achan. And his actions affected the whole nation. And guess what? So we're, did you know none of us are an island to ourselves? In other words, what we do affects others. And that's what, guess what? Let me ask you this. Do you think, I mean, this is pretty simple, pretty simple request, pretty simple uh, question. Let me ask you all this. Do you think that this centurion, did his actions hurt others around him or help others around him? I think I can rest my case on that one. Did his actions help others around him or hinder others? I and mean, that's a great thing to think about. Will my actions help others around me or hinder others around me? And so that's also a man of great faith, well thought of. A man of great faith was an humble person. He was thinking of others rather than himself. First Peter 5, 5, go ahead and turn there in God's Word. You may already be there. Just a really... Well, this verse here is just kind of like straight and to the point. There's a lot of verses like that, obviously. 1 Peter 5, 5 states this, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the other. Elder, just follow leadership. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. In other words, wait a second, wait a second. So... The example of younger submitting yourselves unto the elder, follow leadership. But then it says, there's a period there. Then it says, yes, yay, yes, absolutely. All of us should be subject one to another. And that's across all ages, which means this. Think of other people ahead of yourself. That's all it's talking about. Think of other people ahead of yourself. Consider others. Because why? And be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. That, that, that's just right there. It's, I think that's what was reflecting in his actions. Was this fellow a man of humility? What did he say? Let me just wrap it up. Y'all are doing great. Come on, hang with me. Y'all doing good. I'm waking some of y'all up. I don't know if y'all are. We done got things. To... Is that the heater or the air conditioner? I don't know. Anyway, all right, listen right here. You know what he thought? He thought two things. Number one, he wasn't worthy for what? For Jesus to come under his roof. What was the other thing he wasn't worthy of? He said, I, I'm not even worthy to come ask you. That's what it says. I'm not worthy for you to come into my house. But he loved his servant so much he was willing to ask anyway. 
And he went to him, and he asked him. And uh, there in verse 6 and 7, Trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy. And then it says in verse 7, Wherefore neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. And he explains his opinion in verse 8. And guess what? I've, you know, you really don't hear that opinion. Okay, Lord, uh, you know what? I believe with all my heart, I believe with all my heart that promised land can do great things. All, all we have to do is just humble ourselves before God and pray and seek His face, turn from our wicked ways, and He'll hear us and He'll answer our prayer. He'll heal our church. He'll heal our families. He'll heal our land. He'll do all these things because why? We have faith in Him. We trust in Him. And guess what? Even though His uh, saying here was a little unorthodox, Jesus said that this man was a man of great faith. Matter of fact, what does He say? I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. 2 Corinthians 5 says, and says we walk by faith and not by sight, but I do want to turn, I just quoted that one to you, I do want to turn and read John 20 and verse 28. Many of you know this story. John 20 and 28. Story about Thomas. Thomas said, you know what? I'm not going to believe Jesus rose from the grave until I see the scars in his hands and the scars in his feet and that place where that, that soldier stabbed him in the side. And all of a sudden, Jesus shows up a little while later. And uh, what does he say in verse 27? I'm back it up just one verse. He says, okay, Thomas, here you go. Y'all see it there in red letter in my Bible? Come on, put your hand in. Come on. Guess what? Thomas didn't even do that, did he? What does it say he did? He just said, my Lord. I believe he was hitting the dirt whenever he said that. My Lord and my God. And notice the answer of Jesus. It's what I want for all of us, including me this morning. What does he say? Thomas, that's great you've seen me and believe. That's great. But you know what? Blessed are they who have not seen, yet believed. There's a lot of things I've not seen. And I've never seen Jesus in the flesh. But I know what He did in my heart. And y'all do too. Y'all know what He did in your heart. We've not seen, but we've believed. That's called faith, by the way. As we prepare for Him invitation. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Father... I thank You for this time. I thank You for giving us this awesome example of great faith. This man was an awesome example. And I pray that You would help us to be people of faith and a church of faith. And Father, if there is anyone here this morning 
They need to come pray at the altar. May we humble ourselves and pray to you. There's somebody here that needs to make a decision, a rededication, to say, you know what, I'm, I, I want to be a help and not a hindrance. I want, to, I want to lift this church up. Help me, dear Lord, to be that example, that person that will draw others closer to you like this man's example was. Father, bless our church. In Jesus' name. Amen.